the good things. We got all the good things. Zelda was a very, very special dog to Seneca. The twins. Who met the twins? I love her. And I really believed that she was trying to find me. You're not a fantastic dancer, but you hold me fantastically. You grind on me so well. <laughs> double trouble, double love bubble. Purple rain, purple rain. The prince. Their hashtags would have been amazing. I decided to start feeding the dog because that's what Susans do. We feed. They've been married so long, like 61 years. They're going on more every year. That's such a beautiful thing. They just talk mad shit. <laughs> Hi friends, welcome back to All the Good Things. We're a podcast that shares good stories and good things every Monday. So thank you for joining us today. Esme, what's your good thing that you want to share? I am home in Minnesota and I'm so excited. The traveling through LAX was very, very easy. Very few people and actually felt really safe the whole time. So I'm excited to be home and can't wait to hug all of my family. I'm so glad you're safely home and enjoying time with your fam. What's a good thing in your life, Melissa? This past weekend was my dad's birthday, uh, and it was amazing to see all of my family. We haven't been able to see my brother and sister and nephew for a bit, so we all got together to visit my dad for the birthday, and we went to the beach. I got super toasted, looking like the outside of a crab shell right now, um, <laughs> but it was nonetheless fun spending time with my family and eating cake and all that good stuff. Happy birthday, Papa Deal. Happy birthday, Michael. Love you. <laughs> Papa Deal, Michael. <laughs> um, I watched Mulan yesterday, and it was... The new one? No, the old, oh, one. the old one. Just like the classic Mulan. It was so special. And and when her dad like throws away the memorabilia aside and is like, you're the most important thing in my life and you bring the most honor to me and just gives her a hug. It's 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 tearful. Tears. I want to see tears, the new live tears. action one, but it hasn't been released here yet. I'm so excited to see that. Let's get down to business. To defeat the Huns. <laughs> And Esme, will you share Kristen's good thing for her today? I got you, girl. Kristen has new roommates, <gasps> and Woo! they come with a dog. Oh, my God. Love the uh, fluffy buddies. And the dog is a fluffy, fun little baby who plays really well with Bear and is just adorable. I can't wait to meet your new fur buddy. I don't know if Max likes the new dog, but... Uh, Max is Kristen's bearded dragon. dragon, by the way. Kristen is a dragon mom. So, yeah, that's Kristen's good Amazing. Thing. Well, we wish Kristen and her roommates lots of bonding time during this pandemic. Hopefully, they'll get to know each other real well after this. <laughs> now, let's kick off into our stories. Esme, you're going to go first. Hell yeah. I have a good story for you. Do ya? And, like, <laughs> <You betcha. laughs> surprise, surprise. <laughs> Yeah, sure you betcha, don't you know, eh? Hey. That's perfect. Uh, my good story is about a dog because dogs are the best boys and girls. They're just the best little animals and they're made of the purest, most beautiful good hearts. So all of their stories are just, are just good. And this dog is named Zelda. Zelda. The wonder dog. Aww, cute. Yeah. 
Zelda. So Zelda actually started her journey that we know of in an animal shelter in Texas. And the shelter was overflowing so much that they had to pass her off to a shelter in Minnesota called Wegs and Whiskers. That's a cute name, and it's right in your hometown. I know. I I was looking for Minnesota stories because I wanted to celebrate my homeland. I feel you. (laughs) Go for it. So, from Wegs and Whiskers, Zelda was placed in a foster home with someone named Seneca. And Seneca is just, like, an awesome person already. She has probably fostered around 30 to 40 dogs across her lifetime. So, she's just, like, an epic giver type human. And she had Zelda, and Zelda was a very particularly shy dog. Like, very shy, very scared and afraid took her a very long time to get comfortable with Seneca in her home. So she was actually so scared that it took her like two months before she ever wagged her tail Mm. and four months before she ever made any type of like real dog noise, like a bark. Wow. Oh my gosh. What kind of trauma has this dog been through? I don't even want to know. Like, that's not, that's the equivalent of, like, not even having a soft smile or speaking for, like, two months or four months. Yeah. Like, that's a lot. I know. That's a lot. Yeah. And after seven months of living with Seneca, Zelda had broken out of her shell and become a dog ready to be adopted. Yay, Zelda! Yay, Zelda! So she was adopted by this beautiful family who lived in Chanhassen, Minnesota, which, fun fact, is where Prince's Paisley Park Recording Studio is. Ooh, that's Mm -hmm. awesome. The Prince. The the one and only. Purple rain. Purple rain. Purple rain. Dude. (laughs) so good so good but after 10 days the new adoptive family could not find zelda anywhere she was gone and they told seneca right away and seneca helped join in on the search for zelda immediately because she had so much love for this dog Normally, if you're that experienced with fostering, you hold love for the dog, but when they go away, you know that they're going to a happier place. Mm -hmm. With Zelda, Seneca said she cried for like three days because she felt like she was losing her dog. And seven months is a pretty long time to have a foster. Like normally you don't have them for that long. So Zelda was a very, very special dog to Seneca. And Seneca, along with a lot of other people, started searching for Zelda immediately. And it was the winter in Minnesota. So they had to hop on this search train instantly because our winters can get nasty. So Zelda ran away? Zelda ran away from her adoptive family in the middle of winter. Zelda, you gutsy girl. Zelda, yeah. Just can you wait wait for summer, man? Like winter is rough. Tight in the winter, gosh. When uh when I was in high school, we would never have snow days, but we would have cold days because the average time it took you to get frostbite standing outside was quicker than the average time it took a school bus to pick people up from a bus stop. 
Oh my god. So like legally they have to for people who rely on public transportation or like the school transportation they can't ask you to stand outside and get frostbite waiting for them to come pick you up. Oh man. Cold days. Yeah, right. And Zelda's out there roaming around in these cold day situations. Like it can get to negative 30 with wind chill, negative 40 even sometimes. Negative. I don't freezing know. is 32 degrees Fahrenheit. I'm so in that's California like for a reason. Freezing negative in the opposite direction. <laughs> but thanks to the power of social media, they knew that Zelda was still out there. And she was spotted as far north as a city called Orono, which is like way out there. So Zelda is like roaming all around Minnesota in the winter. And she's going farther north where it gets colder. So like I don't... I don't really know what she was doing, this Zelda, but they needed more help because she had been out there for a while. It was freezing cold and they could see her, but they weren't able to bring her home or find her in person yet. And Seneca recruited the help of this organization called Start for Dogs, S-T-A-R-T in all capital letters. It's an abbreviation for something, but that remains a mystery. And they are her lost pet volunteer group that helps you find your lost pets. That's awesome. So they were getting all of these leads for weeks and weeks, and then all of a sudden they just stopped getting anything. The trail of Zelda, the Wonder Dog, went cold. Nothing. Nothing for 51 days. I don't know what to say. Did did Seneca stop? Did she keep looking? I think she kept looking, but 51 days is a very long time. That's almost two months. And they, in the middle of the winter, they definitely thought that they would never find her. So I think they kind of kept looking in terms of like posting things on social media, but you really can't search all of Minnesota in the winter on foot. They almost lost hope. Almost. They were crushed. But not quite. Because after those 51 days, they got a social media notification that a dog looking like Zelda was spotted in Minneapolis. What? Minneapolis. And oh just so gosh. you're all all aware, Seneca, the foster mom of Zelda, lives in St. Paul. And they are known as the Twin Cities because they're right next to each other. They just sit on opposite sides of the Mississippi River. So Zelda had found her way to Minneapolis. And Seneca freaked out. She was so excited. She ran over to the neighborhood where Zelda was spotted and put up almost like 127 flyers just around this neighborhood and she started going out all of the time like she would go out for an hour and then come back inside and get warm and then go out again and then come back inside Seneca sounds so loving she sounds like such a loving dog mom she's the best and in a care 11 interview with Seneca they asked her like why she was putting in so much effort for a dog that she wasn't responsible for anymore Because really, this dog was the adoptive family's dog. It's not Seneca's dog right now. And she said, because I love her, and I really believed that she was trying to find me. And they kept getting more sightings of Zelda. And the next sighting actually was in St. Paul. So Zelda crossed the Mississippi River and made it to St. Paul and was spotted in this alleyway behind a home of someone named Susan. And Susan was very excited and just decided to start leaving out a lot of food to hopefully bring Zelda back to her to her home with some consistency. 
And it totally worked. Good job, Susan. Food's the way, the way to anyone's heart. Is heart. For food. <laughs> the way to anyone's heart. The way to anyone's heart. In the same Care 11 interview, she just said, I decided to start feeding the dog because that's what Susans do. We feed. And I was like, okay, Susan, get it, girl. We feed. And and this dog kept coming back to Susan's to get the food with so much consistency that they were able to set up a trap and trap the dog and essentially rescue it. So they called Seneca immediately. It was around 4 a.m. in the middle of winter. And... She ran over to to see this dog, and her heart just dropped because it did not look like Zelda. Aww. Zelda had, like, an iconically fluffy tail, and she looked – this dog was way thinner than Zelda had ever looked, and her coat was also, like, a lighter color. And she's a German Shepherd mix, so Ooh, cute. German Shepherds can have, like, a pretty big range in coat colors. It's a pretty good way to figure out which one your dog is. But she wanted to get it microchip, so they looked at the information on the microchip, and it turned out to be Zelda. It was Zelda. She was just super thin. It was Zelda. Poor thing. She was just super thin because she had been traveling for 97 days in winter in Minnesota. 97 days. Zelda the Wonder Dog was lost for 97 days, but guess what? Seneca never stopped looking for her, and when Seneca thinks back at it, and she reflects on how much work that they did to find Zelda, she realizes that Zelda put in so much more work than they did, and that is love. That's so cute. So did Zelda end up staying with Seneca or go back to the adopted family? So Seneca ended up adopting Zelda. And she said that, I think we believe we choose dogs, but I really think it's dogs who choose us. Aww, that's so sweet. So Seneca and Zelda are living together in St. Paul happily ever after. And hopefully Zelda won't run away again because her only goal is to get back to her foster mom and now forever mom, Seneca. That's a great story. That's so cute. And it just shows so much love on both their parts. (laughs) You know what it reminded me of too when I read the quote? What? Harry Potter. (gasps) When they're like, the wizard doesn't choose the wand, the wand chooses chooses the wizard. wizard. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, there you go. Dogs are the best. Anyway, so that's my good dog story about Minnesota, sprinkled in with some fun facts about my homeland. I hope you enjoyed it. And Melissa, I am ready for you to take us away with your good story. Thanks, Esme. I really did enjoy your furry story. (laughs) My story is about the twins. Who met the twins? The twins? Like the Minnesota baseball team, the twins? (laughs) You know, I already got the NFL mixed with the NHL, so (laughs) don't count me in for a baseball story. (laughs) (laughs) Strike out. This one is about actual twins who met another pair of actual twins. They're both identical twins. Okay, here I go. In the summer of 1946, identical twins, Honey and Bunny Feller, met identical brothers, Elliot and Danny Riken. 
Okay, wait a second. Why would you name your kids Honey and Bunny? <laughs> it's 1946. Is that real? Yeah. Is that really their real name? It's back in the day when people were named those kind of things. Honey and Bunny. That people were named Bunny? No, think about it because I thought about this too. Have you watched the movie Dirty Dancing? That girl's name was Baby. Yeah. Oh. Nobody puts Baby in a corner. <laughs> so... I'm pretty sure that Honey and Bunny was pretty standard back in the day. <laughs> I don't know about that What I think one. is funny, though, is that they're already identical twins and their names are almost identical. Way to make it I know, super just, hard. I feel like you should name them something really with more contrast so that you could keep track of your kids better. Exactly. Like the brothers are Elliot and Danny. That's a little bit more... Yeah separated also i wonder how many identical twins the parents think they keep track of and then something happens where somebody forgets and they get swapped but then they don't actually know i bet that happens a lot while they're babies i guess at that point you would just roll right yeah if honey suddenly became bunny you just go with it and not let them know twin (laughs) probs twin probs anyway In this summer, the girls were waitresses at a hotel, and the boys were working at the same hotel as musicians in a band. So, when they first met each other, there was all this talk of like, oh, there's these twins working at this hotel, and there's another set of twins identical working at a hotel. Obviously, news from the other co-workers and employees went around saying like, you guys gotta meet each other, like you're both a set of twins. And I think everyone wanted them to meet each other just to have it be an experiment to see if twins would be able to tell apart other twins. Mm. Well, when they first met each other, they both said they could not tell either one of them apart. Like, the girls couldn't tell the boys apart, and the boys could not tell the girls apart at first. But this really cute quote said, by the end of the summer, you couldn't fool each other with who's who because they each fell in love with a twin. Oh, They went on to start dating all of summer, and by the end, Honey and Elliot and Bunny and Danny were super in love, and they could easily pinpoint who was who. So getting to know each other really makes a difference, because everyone does have unique features, even though they looked identical. Shocker. Shocker. (laughs) But just in case you weren't aware that twins had their own minds, they do. And Honey says Elliot bowled her over with his way of kissing and the way he held her when they danced. She said, You're not a fantastic dancer, but you hold me fantastically, and I feel it. It's genuine. Aww. And this is and this is like, an old school story, thing. right? So this is back in the day when the dancing at parties was actually classy. <laughs> yes. <laughs> this is when you were actually held face to face. You grind on me so well. Uh, <laughs> You bowled me over the way you grinded on me. <laughs> Not quite the same ring to it. But that was just the story of Honey and Elliot. And either way, they went on to skip all their juicy, romantic details of dating. And what was super cool is both the twins, the sisters and the boys, they had a double wedding and got married on the same yes. day. One set of parents for each twin. Oh, Maybe they were trying to have a discussion on who's going to get married first officially, and they they couldn't decide. So they were like, let's just do it at the same time. 
whatever we choose to believe, the beauty of it is that it's up to our imagination at this point because they did not share those details. It could have been the same. What if they were both standing on stage, you know, like both brides and both grooms, and the the pastor was like, the grooms, you may kiss the brides. (laughs) (laughs) That would be so hard for the pastor to be like, so Elliot, you take... Uh, honey no bunny honey no honey honey (laughs) and (laughs) uh we joke we joke i mean i still love this story but i i do think it's a little funny how that happened um the girls wore the same gowns they wore uh the exact same jewelry flowers identical and both of them have been married for 61 years now still super in love and they both went on honeymoons to Miami Beach by different trains so people wouldn't stare. <laughs> Which I was like, now you care about them staring? Got married on the same day, but they took different trains to the same destination for their honeymoons. They really they really just embraced their twinliness, didn't they? They super embrace it. And I think what's amazing is they obviously love each other's, you know, family and law because Think about that. When you combine for Thanksgiving or Christmas, the girls will both have their parents present at the same time that the boys, the brothers, will have their parents present. So it's just one big happy family all the time for get-togethers. You don't even have to split it up, just longer amounts of time together, which I think is fun. (laughs) (laughs) And the girls can just complain legit to each other about their husbands and vice versa because... Obviously, the boys have a good relationship with each other as well as sisters. So They just talk mad shit. <laughs> they just talk mad crap about each other. Uh, but anyway, I thought that was so cute because oftentimes that sounds like a story that you would just hear in fictional tales. But really, these twins did choose to marry other identical twins. And it worked. They've been married so long, like 61 years. They're going on more every year. That's such a beautiful thing. You know, it's funny, too. What? It's like, if I had a twin sister and our husbands were twin brothers, I would definitely joke to her and be like, your husband's really hot. He has a, like, he has a cute brother. <laughs> what do you think? <laughs> and really, I'd just be talking about my husband because they're identical twins. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think they probably did do that. I would so do that if I was a twin. I'd make those jokes. I wonder if they prank but each yeah. other. Well, now apparently, after spending one whole summer together, separately in their individual couples, they definitely are not able to fool each other. Ah. I think they'd only be able to fool each other if they dressed, like, super identical and did the same hairstyle and then didn't speak. (laughs) True, true. That's a good story. That's cute. That's, that's... Adorable. It's, it's cute twins. It's, it's how a their double love, love story. Double trouble. Double trouble. Double love bubble. Double love bubble twin win. <laughs> there you go. Hashtag twin win. Oh my gosh. Imagine if they got married in the present day. Their hashtags would have been amazing. Or yeah. Oh, you're so right. Win the twin. Win the twin. Double trouble is just a great one too. Great minds think alike. <laughs> True. That's also a good one. Okay, I'm getting too <laughs> caught up in this story. Well, thank you for listening, Esme, and thank you for sharing with us the power of love with Zelda and Seneca. I really enjoyed listening to these, and I hope if you're listening as well, you got a smile on your face at some point during this podcast. But we'll be back next Monday with more good stories, so be sure to follow us 
on social media, Twitter, our website at our all the website. good things. I know. Yo, <laughs> we have a new website, fan. Gotta get on the website. There's gonna be lots of cool news and updates added right to our website, so be sure to check it or add your email to all our All the list. good things podcast.com. We'll see you next Monday. Enjoy the rest of your week. Talk to Bye. you soon. Bye. All the good things. We got all the good things. A story to uplift and moments of bliss to remind us all that life is a gift and because we truly care. All the good things.